Hello. Hello. Hello, love, you're right. Hello, yes, not bad. Well, I I had a thought about I don't think we've talked about it. We might have mentioned it in passing, but I don't think we've done it in depth. And what? that well, I mean, <clears throat> I think I think we did a little bit on Kate Tempest, but then it got cut. But then also Poetry Night. I thought we should talk about Poetry Night. Oh, the one we used to go to at yeah. um uh, at that place and then the other place. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this. I mean, this was a poetry night uh, at, uh, well, it was initially at the Quad, well, a place called the Quad, an art centre. Indeed, indeed. Which, which has uh, many, there are cinema, galleries, um, a very nice um, Exhibition. little sort of, pub sort of bar and food area yeah but then there was a sort of mixture of relatively normal people who wanted to be poets or were interested in poetry yeah it was a mixture wasn't it then it was a bit I mean, it was free wasn't it you yeah. didn't have to pay to enter or 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 sign up or anything no anyone anyone could go along and Sort of, there were a few of those sort of slam poets, weren't there? Well, yeah, there, there was a range of ages, weren't there? There were some young people. Yes, now slam poetry mm. is a uh, oh dear. Now we must be very careful here not to sound like a pair of middle-aged blokes whining about the way things are going. Must we, David? I think it's a load of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, what is sl slam poetry? Is it a genre? Because then there's then there's a poetry slam, mm. isn't there? Which seems to be a, a sort of what poetry competition? Pretty much every poetry slam thing that I've been to or slam poet that I've heard sounds like they're trying to be Kate Tempest. They're sort of doing a sort of half rap. Half but didn't it start? Yeah. Gangster. So part part rap, part what? Part poem, part rap in a faux cockney accent. Faux cockney with a bit of, I mean, with Kate Tempest herself, she she always sounds to me as if she's slightly imitating a a, a, a Caribbean, right? Yeah. A sort of a Caribbean London accent or or style or manner which 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 seems a, a little bit just perhaps straying right so i mean for those of us for those of our listeners who maybe haven't heard kate tempest well what does she sort of sound like give us a give us a bit of a demo well i don't want to just um oh i can't i mean she's very highly thought of yeah i don't know why she, she i mean she she's been on bbc2 and bbc4 Performing some of her her work, and and being taken very seriously by by sort of BBC kind of people, frowning and nodding. Go on, what does she sound like? Well, I can't, I can't really. Man, come on, she's a bit. Well, this one that you can find. I mean, there's lots of her on YouTube, but there was there was one about. It seemed to be about the modern world in general. And she does. She she sort of tends to have her eyes closed, doesn't she, oh. when she's performing? That's one of my bugbears. That is. That's I know you don't like that what? in any circumstances. Although it, it I, I don't quite know why. I just don't think anyone playing music, doing anything to an audience, should have their eyes closed. 
But you quite often see, I mean, classical and pop and every type of like pianist. You quite often, but why not? It's presumably something they just do, I know, naturally, or it does. I mean, you know, when you see somebody performing a piano concerto and they're... They don't do that. They don't do that. But they do sometimes. I've seen it. They did. They do it fleetingly. They don't do it through the whole fucking thing. Well, yeah, fleeting. But they quite often do see when, 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 when musicians are soloing. So, like, you know, perform a cello concerto. You might have I went to see a concert by a bloke called Cello Man. He did that all the way through it. And I thought, well, we might as well not be here. He's not looking at us. He couldn't give two shits whether we're here or not, clearly. Well, that's not... Surely it's just they they feel, you know, that they're they're aware... Surely they're aware they're doing it and they don't think it makes them perform less well. No, but I find... And and it's... it turns, it turns a group experience into masturbation that we all have to watch. I just, I'm not interested. Oh, David Aloysius Culling. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a group experience into masturbation. For, for one thing, those things are not mutually exclusive. Masturbation can be done solo or with any number of people. Um, and, and some of them may have their, their eyes closed and just closing your eyes helps you sort of go a bit deeper into it. So, so that you're, yes, you're performing, but you're also trying to not shut out, but sort of ignore the audience for a while so that you don't get distracted by anything. Mm. I think it's okay in fits and starts. It's when it's from start to fucking finish that I'm annoyed. Yeah. I think some. I mean, Jimi Hendrix. Quite often, if you if you watch any of his classic performances, he's quite often he was left-handed. Um, not that that's anything to do with it. I was just, um, but you know, he's often doing his great soloing and all that with eyes closed. And uh, I find it irritating. It's simple as that, right? Anyway, Kate Tempest. She frequently has eyes closed. Yes, and she sort of. I don't know, has her, hand, her hands sort of clasped at her sides. And, oh, there's this one about the modern world. And, and she would say, once there was a time and people believed in God and there was the word and there was righteousness and it was beautiful and people got along. But then things went bad and we screwed it all up with sexism and racism and war and oppression and it was in the pits and then she goes on and sort of comparing the old days with the modern days and what is that couplet i can never quite remember um in olden times if you were a woman and you're epileptic uh they would burn you for being a witch now they will put you on the front page if you've got nice tits oh my god which didn't, yeah, which rhymed with tits, which which isn't a proper rhyme. Doing Wait, terribly well. You made a look like a bit like she belonged in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. The way that well, the, clo- the closed eyes and the sort of swaying to and fro. Yeah, yeah. She does. She does, or she did do a lot of that. I mean, she's she's. When I first heard about her, of her, I mean, she seemed to be doing an awful lot. She was doing this poetry, live performance poetry. I don't know if that's um, synonymous with slam poetry or. Um, 
but she was doing that and she'd had a, a book of poems out. What? Did you just spot a, ba a bat flying in at the window? I'm sorry, Carol. Yes, that's it. I shall become a bat. <laughs> it's like that bit, you know, where Bruce Wayne decides, you know, he's going to be a crime fighter and it was I must... Yeah. I must... Uh, I must, you know, find an, an identity or a disguise that will cause terror to the criminals. Almost like a prophecy, a bat flies in at the open window. That is it. I shall become a bat. It looked as if that was what had just happened, but what it wasn't. I was just what looking was at it? Uh, just looking at what? Your headphones. Your headphones. That's it. I shall become a pair of headphones. Headphone man. <laughs> Walking around. Wearing a costume that makes him look like a very oddly shaped and outsized pair of headphones. Yeah, yeah. And while the criminals are, are sort of thinking, what the fuck is he meant to be? <laughs> that, that's it, that's the time you need to, to do them. Yeah. And, your, and, your, and your massive headphones can do lots of little things. You can enclose them or you can use them to, to protect the victim of the crime that's about to happen. Headphone man. So there was the sort of normal, normal-ish people, of which oh, I at the, as, as, at the poet at the poetry night there were the slam. Yeah, and then there were the sort of mentally ill people of Derby, weren't there? Now, now, David, I think we need to be very careful here. Your use of your use of your terminology is well, a little, is a little loose. The mentally ill of Derby. Look, you know, you know, one in four people will have. No, I'm not going to say it in a silly voice. <laughs> one in four people, yeah. apparently, according to statistics, statistics, will have a, uh, a a mental health problem at some point in their lives. I've got one. You've you've got one. It's all right. Yeah, I'm well, not. Yeah, so that gives us carte blanche to to to. Um, to 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 make I, mad mad jokes. I didn't make a mad joke. I said the mentally ill people of Derby. Well, yeah, but you don't mean that, do you? You just mean the rather eccentric, um, odd, or embarrassing types who were at this poetry That's night. To be fair, I don't know about the mental health of of, of anyone. All right, there was that. If I said nutters, would I be all right? Nutters. Yeah, there were some nutters, weren't there? Eccentrics would be my my choice, and uh, or, or characters said with a sarcastic <laughs> sneer in one's voice. I think is is uh, best. Yeah. Well, there was that woman. Now, there wasn't the woman who who used to used to play the xylophone in the street. It wasn't her, was it? It was someone who looked a bit like her. Her name was Rain. Rain. Yeah, yeah, she used to play a little toy xylophone outside B&H, BHS, didn't she? Was it a toy one? Yeah. Well, I, I remember it was quite a quite a large one, and I remember she... Xylophone, was it? Eh? Hey? It wasn't a constant xylophone, was it? Well, it was quite large. It, it didn't... I wouldn't say it was a toy. I mean, a toy xylophone surely is about that big, I usually... About that big, and she just hit things at random. 
It was random, yes. It was a bit, although, come on, to be fair, it was probably no worse than than that thing we went to see, that that ballet. Not ballet, that opera. But yes, so there were some there were some characters. She was one of them. There was another guy called Duncan who wrote very short sort of although he was quite funny, he sort of wrote little mad poems, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, very short ones. And was he the one who he sort of got up and said, I need a bit of help with this one. I need somebody to come and shake this thing. And he had one of those little, you know, percussion instruments, which was just a little container filled with sand or something, which made a shk noise. And he and he said, I just need you to he just got this bloke to keep keep the rhythm going while he sort of recited the the words of um fever the song fever so he had this this bloke rather bemused sort of shaking this Anthony and Cleopatra had a very mad affair when they had it down the bed don't you dare you give me fever Fever in the morning, fever when you hold me tight. There was a guy who referred to himself as the voice. Was there? Oh dear. Voice, something, the voice. He had a voice like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite, no, I mean, anyone could, I mean, there were some people who did some quite good stuff, weren't they? Well, there was me. There was the, there was the, and you. The mad brummy bloke. <coughs> always looked around the room for sort of everyone's approval at the end of every line, every clever line he said. Oh, uh, pseudo clever line. It was a good. Oh, and do you remember the night that that? Yes, I will name him Simon Armitage. Yeah, turned up, Mister Fucking Man of the People. Who I, I think it's important that we, you know, bring poetry to ordinary people because you know it's not. It never has been, and it shouldn't be, although I seem to be implying it is just a, a middle-class thing that, you know, you do and you learn and recite in schools, um, whereas, you know, I go into people's houses, ordinary people's houses and pubs and shops and just, you know, read a poem and they're, you know, they understand it because I'm I'm a real poet. And uh, I'm, and in you know, and I, and I can claim popular approval as well. And so I go to, oh, you know, all that. Yeah, all right. And and he it was some competition, wasn't it? He he come along to, he judged a competition, well, did he? Judged it. I think Les the host judged it. The host. Yeah. Did. And then and then whoever won got to open for Simon Armitage, right? Oh, was that it? week later that Simon Armitage was there and he turned up and just signed books and sold books basically he went yeah he was yeah he was selling some of his own books which is fair enough but then he didn't he didn't stay for a minute did he well Les had written him a special poem in tribute of him yeah which Les was reading out Simon Armitage ran out of the door (laughs) in in tribute to him I think yeah in, in tribute of him. Oh, for fuck's sake. Pre- well, come on, we all care about prepositions, don't right. we? You just, you ruined, you ruined the story with your pen. 
No, it, it just needed a little tweak, and I was there to give it, fortunately. There was like the Brummy guy who sort of who did who did very intense things, and then yeah. leave a pause at which point he huffed down his nose. So he'd sort of say, would not decide as Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, I do remember him uh, looking. Yes. Up. And it, it was a nice, uh, safe sort of environment to uh, yeah, to read your little efforts in, wasn't there? Because there was no discussion afterwards, even was there? Thank God, I mean, what were they going to say? You know. God, well, to quote Philip Larkin, it would have been quite a struggle to find things both not untrue and not unkind <laughs> to say about most of them, wouldn't it? But then there was uh, Scottish lady. Yeah, so your voice keeps sort of dipping out for a, no, a like, second of them. Does no, mine? No. That's all right. Oh, Scottish woman, yes, who... Well, yeah, she did, I mean, her poetry it did sort of rhyme and scan. It was always the style of Hilaire Belloc, wasn't it? Um, well, possibly that was what she was aiming for. But yeah, I mean, her annoying little habit was pausing just before she got to a, a rhyme that was supposedly you know, rather funny and witty. And, and so you had things like, uh, I like poetry, I like writing it. It's quite easy to do this shit. <laughs> that sort of thing. I mean, it generally a bit better than that, but not much. Right. Some it, of it was quite it was funny. It's a howl with laughter that she she left that annoyed you, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the pause as if, as if to say, funny bit coming. <laughs> you better laugh. Why doesn't my finger look big? <laughs> well, you're putting it near the lens, Will. This is how lenses work. Yeah. It's perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look. My fingertip looks as big as my head. You fucking moron. <laughs> but Kate Tempest, I mean, she's had novels out, at least one novel, books of poems. She, albums, records, you know, she she records with, I don't know, artists in the, I think, sort of grime, grime, possibly with a bit of drum and bass. I think, personally, I think you could um, busk some Kate Tempest for us now on the size of your finger. Go on. Oh, no, on. I wouldn't. Yeah, come on, you can do it. My fingers are twisted one around the other, each one its sister, each one its brother, just like the family twisted round and round. We do not know, we confuse the round with bound. I know that Maggie Thatcher has died some years ago, 
but I still know that when she looked at the working classes, she would throw them out and onto the streets where they had nothing. She took them out of the pits. She scared them out of their wits. And now here we are in the time of Mr. Johnson. It may be not the right time, but we must go on, son and daughter because let's not forget, sexism is bad. You cannot call the mentally ill mad because that is what happened in the, oldest, in the olden days. And that is when they used to persecute the gays and they still sometimes do. And this is not for you and me. I love you, you love me. Why can we not say it? Why can't we be free? All I have to say is that to be straight, you must bend. And that is the way this poem has an end. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I could see that on BBC, too. Very good. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kate Tempest. Um, I think the thing about Kate Tempest is that she, you know, she's yanking poetry out of the out of the study out of the book out of the oxbridge college out of the lecture room out of the bookshop and she's taking it onto the street into the road into the chip shop she may be behind a mask uh, but she is literally naked before us and I think it's absolutely marvellous. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's no, oh, God, but... Uh, well, well, well. You, you, know the, you know the one who, who we'd better not name because we are building an audience and, you know, I wouldn't want it to get to her. Uh, uh, you know, now they have, they have the names of the nurses who were, who were working that, that day on a whiteboard. Uh, on the uh, recovery side, so two of them, you go in and don't know why it says, you know, like appearing today in the, and it gives a list of names. Oh, and it's awful when I, I always have a quick look in on on both sides to see if she's in, and and when she's not, it it's a kind of bleak feeling of relief. Because I think, you know, at least I'm not going to turn a corner and see her and be, you know, not heartbroken again, just just uh, just a bit, um, just slapped a bit too hard across the emotional face. Well. As it were. Send her a phone request. Oh, what? No, there's no point. I think she, no. I mean, I'm 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 over her. It doesn't, you know. Out of sight, it's pretty much out of mind. But it's just, you know, when I see her, I'm I'm suddenly uh, disarmed. Oh well. I'm suddenly without a shield. Oh, she was wearing a lovely red top the other day. Anyway, <laughs> that's totally over her. Totally over her. Well, it would be if she wouldn't keep appearing. To me, in visions, <laughs> it wouldn't work. I don't think she's very nice anyway. What are you bloody mooning over her for? 
I can't help it. You can't help who you get a crush on, can you? Why do you not think she's very nice? Well, she 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 sometimes doesn't doesn't acknowledge me in the corridor. Hmm. Whereas some people, you know, will just always, you know, be oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, or even just a nod. Smile, raise of the eyebrow, the raise of the eyebrow, you know, in the age of masks has become more important, I think. So I've started doing more of the, and the raising of the hand. You know, sometimes you just look straight ahead. Oh, well. What, even after you've sort of nodded or smiled or waved? Sometimes. Oh, bitch. She's not, don't you call her that. Don't you dare, you beast. <laughs> You're better off without her, love. But it reminds me of that night I went to that poetry event. Oh, yeah. It was just and, what was, and what was it they did? They No, no that's what they did. Isn't that what they do for... Particularly Kate Tempesty. They'd click their fingers. Oh, that was it. And was that sort of announced at the start? No, they just all did it, and I was really embarrassed. And then was that during the during the performance? You know, the size of her tits. Oh, and they'd all sort of clap, and I'd want to die. And then I got. Did up they clap? No, they clap. Oh, you got up. I got up to do a couple of poems, and it was click free. We'll say that. Oh, well, maybe maybe your poems just weren't real enough. Yeah, it's because they had form, structure, maybe they, rhyme. Maybe they weren't authentic enough. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Maybe you were saying, you know, you this isn't from lived experience. Yeah. 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 What sort of things were getting the clicks then? The, sort of the Kate, they all sounded like Kate Tempest. Uh, yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. Anyway, she's done. I haven't heard much from her lately, but she um, she did very well. Mm. You know, with very little. <laughs> oh yeah, well i i got a i got a a, a, a comment a reply to to um, to a to a comment I I made about about uh, I think I've mentioned her before, Serena. Serena Skyborn. Yes, the Narnian Queen. Yes, I remember him. What's the Narnia link? I remember you said that. It's like a nice stupid made-up name from the Lord of the Rings. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons name. But in Narnia, they don't have made-up names. They have quite ordinary names, don't they? Like Fred and... Oh, yeah. Jess, the Snow Queen. Yeah, really, really commonplace. Well, if you're a Snow Queen, yeah. Then... We've all heard that one, haven't we? Well, he's a lion. Dinner's out. Yeah, but the human characters have well, with the children. They're not from Narnia, you silly fucker. Oh, I see what you mean. Nar Narnian names, yeah. Um, but she, but, she, but I mean, it might be a made-up name, but uh, it's rather a nice one. Right, get on with it. What did you say? What did she say? Let's get you this... What comment did you make on what video and what did she say? Let's get it over with. Uh, what did she say? Oh, yeah, she did a, she did a, her latest one was about uh, Hamlet. Hamlet, the play, not the, not the cigar. Uh, eh? I guessed it wasn't about the cigar, Will. 
Right, right. Um, and uh, and it's just about how Hamlet, you know, as a character, is is really pretty horrible, self-centered, selfish, callous towards others. Well, he is, isn't he? He's not. He's a yeah. He's a, he's a knob. Um, he's struggling to be. Fair. Eh? He's having a bit of a tough time, isn't he? To be fair. Well, yeah, but I mean, why does he treat um, Thingamajig like that? Ophelia, Ophelia. I think she's in league with the others, doesn't he? Does he? No, yeah. don't think so. He just seems to reject her because he's shagged her and lost interest. Now doesn't respect her anymore. He is meant to be about 16, 17, right? Uh, mm, not that. Yeah. He's meant to be in his 20s, isn't he? No, because in the graveyard scene, he... Um... He's at university with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, but in the in the scene with the graveyard scene, Yorick the Skull, and they, the graveyard says, oh, he, that one's been in the ground about 23 years, I think he said, or three and 20 years. Oh, and And... Hamlet has memories of being as a child, you know, he hath borne me on my back a thousand times. Here hung those lips I have kissed, I know not how often now, how abhorred in my imagination it is. So, sort of late 20, so he was a bit of a div kid then, Built, held back at school, hence he's going late to university, one assumes. Well, we don't know what we don't know what age he was when he went to university. No, he's at university. Was he? Is he? When were do you the finish? To 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 Wittenberg. So I think what we've established, Will, is that Hamlet was a bit of a div kid. Well, he was. I don't know. I mean, in those days, it might have been. They might have gone at different age. I mean, Isaac Newton was sixteen when he went. Okay, he was good. He was what they call gifted nowadays, but. Um, I, I think that's it. Hamlet, bit of a div. That's why he couldn't make a decision about... But, he, but, yeah. but as he is, as it were, the hero of, of the eponymous play, um, then... Uh, anyway, she was... Uh, Serena Skyborn was um, what was... You know, just doing this, you know, pointing out... She was analysing and, and um, criticising his... Um, the character of Hamlet. Anyway, and I put a little, because it reminded me of this um, in our time discussion of uh, about 15, 20 years ago between Harold Bloom, the American critic of you, your, your, yeah, and uh, a much younger uh, American female critic. And they were, they were talking about Hamlet. And it was the first time I noticed the word problematic being used and quite soon overused. Because Harold Bloom was sort of arguing that it's the greatest single work of English literature. When, sorry to interrupt, but when you realised that the word was being overused, mm. what, how, did, how did you find that? Well, it was just the, the younger female critic. Yeah. Eh? okay with its overuse or was it bothering you well it started to bother me during this so you, when i first listened to this discussion 
you found it quite what? You found it quite. Well, she kept saying that various. I mean, she was making the case. No, well, that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get you what? to. Say you found it problematic, but you didn't. Go on, carry on. Uh, no, but it seemed to me to just to have become. And she seemed to be using it as a sort of all-purpose negative term, which sort of not not saying that something was wrong or bad or immoral or in, ineffective. Just you know, it's it's problematic, right? Meaning, you know, it's sort of I don't I don't like it, but. Uh, you know, it's a problem. Well, problems imply solutions. Okay, so what is your problem with it? What is the problem? How can we address it? How can we perhaps solve it or take steps there towards? Um, but I mean, her—I mean, Harold Bloom by this time is already in his seventies, I think. And you know, in his day, he was quite a. He was a bit of an academic rock star and he was a bit rebellious and all that. But a great, a great Shakespeare fan. Um, not not uncommon among those who care about English literature. But he was, yes, he was sort of saying, you know, Hamlet's the greatest play ever written. Yes, you know, almost wouldn't hear a word against it. And and young female American critic was was sort of raising her concerns about Hamlet's character, particularly about, and about the implied assumptions and attitudes about women. She was, you know, coming at it from a a feminist perspective and said, you know, Hamlet's treatment of Ophelia, you know, is is very problematic. Uh, And the fact that she, she goes mad and commits suicide and there's no, uh, you know, he doesn't seem to address that, except in a completely selfish way, uh, is very problematic. Problematic, problematic, problematic. Well, there's a few things here, isn't there? This woman clearly didn't understand. There's a few things here, aren't there, yet? I'm not going to talk to you. Oh, come on, you must have expected me to do that. I thought you were setting me up for that. No, no. I just no, no, no. forgot no. Um... Oh yeah. Yeah. One, did this woman not understand that it was a play? Two, why can't Hamlet be an unsympathetic character? What's the problem with that? Three, did she understand when it was written? Um well I I would it's it's on um it's on the BBC website. I would uh sort of ascribing late 20th century, early 21st century mores and morals to something written in the fucking 1500s uh, 1600 i think or thereabouts yeah end of end of 16th beginning of um, 17th yeah. well, in the 15th, um, slightly well longer. i mean i mean you know I'd, I'd give it a listen if i were you and i'd recommend all our listeners to Don't give it a listen to make it less of a great play does it i mean macbeth isn't particularly likable is he uh, no, but he he gets his comeuppance. He's he's less heroic. I mean, he's a Hamlet's he's a, a villainous character, isn't he? Hamlet's not heroic. Uh, well, no, in a sense, he's 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 non-heroic. He he spends the entire play 
not doing what he thinks he ought to do. Not, that's one of the things that makes him a great... Yes, well, I, I wouldn't blame the uh, the young female academic. What did Tabitha Teabag have to say about it? Who? Uh, Serena Skyborn. Oh, so, well, I, I recommended it um, to her. I just put in my comment, um, blah, 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 and then, you know, and then, you know, great video. And then I said, you know, have you read so-and-so's uh, analysis of it in this book? And and I put a link to, and this very interesting discussion with Harold Bloom um, and, uh, sent, you know, sent her the link. And this morning there it was, she said, no, I'm not aware of those, but thanks, I'll check them out. Look at your face. You're so happy with it. No. Oh. Well. Oh, well, don't hide in your jumper. It's all right. Is she English, this woman? Yes. Yes. She's got a bit of a... Hi. Hi. Oh, God. Really? She's okay. She's not... Oh, are you looking her up? Oh, yeah. do. Do, do, do. Oh, Christ. What? Yeah, okay. She sort of looks like I expected her to look. What do you, what does that mean? How did you expect her to look? Just a bit sort of a bit what? Uh a bit up her own arse. Oh, David, how can you possibly make such a judgment about people? What 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 is exceptionally or distinctively self-centered about that uh, about her face? Well, I don't know. She's got her own YouTube channel, for a start. Well, yeah, she's not modest like us and just does a <laughs> just does a podcast with 12 listeners, if we're lucky. Shakespeare's Hamlet is a douchebag, take down by an English lit student. That what you watch? Yeah. Look, look down and, and you'll see my comments. Shakespeare's Hamlet is a douchebag, take down by an English lit student. She sounds like <laughs> a right fucking bellend. Have, have a look, you'll see my comment. You'll see my comment. Oh, she's deleted it, I think. No, she hasn't. <laughs> don't, don't try messing with my head. Hamlet. Have you got it? Yeah, you've written Hamlet with two capital letters, H and A, at the start, and then you've written sex with a capital S and E, and J and A. Is your capital letter sticking or something? Yes, as you well know, this is because my laptop has started not uh, doing double letters and sometimes doing the keeping the capital on for the second. So those are not type, well, they're not they're not my mistakes. They're the machine's mistake. Oh, okay. You probably thought you were a bit special, I think. <laughs> but, but you've seen the comment. I've seen it and she got three kisses, Will. And her reply. Yeah, well done. Tantamount to intercourse, isn't it? That? David Michelangelo Culling. I, I thought we should perhaps do the um, Prime Ministers of the Past Who Are Now Deceased quiz that you did last night, reading your nursery. Oh, we've already done that, though, haven't we? No, no, but this is you actually doing it. It'd be fun. Reading, yeah, a, but reading a nursery is different. We've already, we've already done it on a uh, podcast, haven't we? Yeah, but not reading a nursery rhyme, Will. Oh, OK. I'll, I'll go and get the nursery rhyme oh, books. Right. The uh, Ladybird first and second book of nursery rhymes. Oh. <clears throat> Here they are. Right. So, 
a yeah. first ladybird book of nursery rhymes and a second ladybook. Ah, oh, brilliant. There was some ladybird book of nursery rhymes. I had both these when I was a kid and obviously, you know, they got chucked out. Um, but, but I, you know, with the wonder of the internet, mm. I got them both off, uh, brilliant. So off, off yeah. Amazon. Game is that you're going to read an, a classic nursery rhyme in the style of a deceased or possibly a live prime minister. And I yes, there were some. Some of them were alive. Yes. 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 Who they are? Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Cock a doodle do. My dame has lost her shoe. My master's lost his fiddling stick. And doesn't know what to do. I think that's got to be Tony Blair. Yeah. All right. Ah, great. One point to me. Go on. Seesaw, Marjorie Daw. Johnny shall have a new master. He shall have but a penny a day because he can't work any faster. Hmm. Um, I, I don't think it's someone in my lifetime, but. I'm going to... Oh, no, I'm afraid it is. Is it? Fuck. Is it Edward Heath or someone? No. Now, let's see. I He would have been the second prime minister in your lifetime. Second prime minister in my lifetime was Margaret Thatcher. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It uh, might be your lived experience, right. but I'm going to correct you on that, eh? Callaghan. Jim Callaghan certainly was. <laughs> Got there in the 17 end. 74 to 76, it was Harold Wilson. Uh-huh. Then I took over. Ah, right. Okay, very good. Go on. <clears throat> Second Lady Bird. Excellent. Pull the head. Goosey, goosey gander. Where shall I wander? Upstairs and downstairs in my lady's chamber. There I met an old man who would not say his prayer. I took him by the left leg and threw him down the stairs. That is Errol McMillan. No. Shit. No, Harold McMillan would, would do it like this. Goosey, goosey, gander. It's very simple. Where shall I wander? Goosey, goosey, gander. All right. Where um, shall I wander? It's more laborious, deeper tone. Okay. Um, Clement? More... Who? Clement Attlee. No, no, he had a rather, rather sort of like reedy, slightly higher voice. Mm. Bloody good bloke there. I don't know, love. Who was it? Well, he once did an advert for cheese. I prefer the blue. Uh, uh, you've already mentioned him once, actually. Indeed, dead Heath. Little boy blue, come blow your horn. These are all the same person. The sheep's in the meadow, the cow's in the corn. But where is the boy who looks after the sheep? He's under a haycock, fast asleep. Will you wake him? No, not I. For if I do, he's sure to cry. Sounds like the Queen. No, no, of course they all had similar voices because they tended to have the, to have been to the same sorts of school or if not to imitate the uh, speech patterns of them. 
Lord Liverpool. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, this means quite simply that he is that he is using an international organization for his own national needs. Uh, David Lloyd George. I'm convinced that communists at the BBC shone lights in my eyes to make me uh, to put me off and make me look a bit of a frightful ass when I made my Suez speech. Uh, no, you've lost me. Go on. Oh, come, come. Suez. Yeah, no, Suez. I don't know who's prime minister at the time. Eden. Anthony Eden. Okay. Give me one that I might have fucking heard of, Will. Old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to get her poor dog a bone. But when she got there, the cupboard was bare, and so the poor dog had none. It's not one of my best. No. Is it? I mean, it's a woman, right? Theresa May. Yes, there you see. Oh, it was It was good after all. Well, no, it's just a woman. It wasn't Margaret Thatcher's voice, so... And, and sounding rather frightened. Yeah, yeah. Peas porridge hot. Peas porridge cold. Peas porridge in the pot. Nine days old. That is definitely Macmillan. Some like it hot. Some like it cold. Some like it in the pot. Nine days old. Macmillan. Harold Macmillan, well done. <laughs> well, how did some of these become classic nursery rhymes? I mean, these were weird. I mean, these did come out in the sort of 60s and 70s, and I like, suspect some of them they might have just put in as a drug-addled psychedelic prank. I mean, like this one, this one. Right? Never heard of it outside outside this penguin book. Here am I, little jumping Joan. When nobody's with me, I'm all alone. Classic. <laughs> and that, that's it. And there's a sort of slightly dreamlike sort of illustration yeah. of a girl, I don't know, in a in a sort of a cone of light as though shining into a church. Nice. I love little pussy. Her coat is so warm. And if I don't hurt her, she'll do me no harm. So I'll not pull her tail, nor drive her away. But pussy and I very gently will play. Churchill. Yes, no, I'm, I'm sorry, that? Prime I'm sorry, Prime Minister, that was actually live. It wasn't... Uh, so. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. If if we could go back to the uh, that wasn't the warm up. Oh bollocks! <laughs> all right, all right. Start again. Come on, on air again. Here we go. Never. Then the field. Ian Sellers is uh, yeah. is with us. He's. Have we got time for that? Uh, he does piss me off, but yeah, I think by our part. Well, I don't know. He's um, you might be surprised. He's had quite a. He's had quite. Well, he'll tell you all about it. God knows he. There's no stopping him. All right, go on then. Well, go and get him. He's had uh, yes. He's had quite a life changing experience. I'll try and be patient with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's good. Sure. I'll do it.
See you in a minute. Hi. Hello, Ian. You're right. Hi. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, come on again and speak because, um, well, it's really important. Um, uh, I thought, uh, you know, you might like to hear about my, um, not my, um, my, my love partner. Ah, and it, I, you know, I know I'm inviting a whole load of, you know, the Twitterati and the whole online pylon abuse people to come and start saying, oh, you know, oh, he's gone woke. Oh, he's woke. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to use that word because it has, you know, just been appropriated and taken over by people who, who just want to do it down. And, um, but I will say, yeah, I have woken up. I am awake. I am awake. Um, whereas before I was, I was sleepwalking. And, you know, they say, they say that you, you shouldn't wake a sleepwalker. But you've got to think, what if the sleepwalker is about to walk in front of a speeding car? Mm. Okay? Yeah. Or, you know, what do you do if, if the, the, the sleepwalker is um, walking towards somebody and they're going to move out of the way and they're going to be in front of the speeding car? Mm. Or if you're walking, if the sleepwalker's walking towards a, a really frail old person, and you know they might they might fall down and you know break their skull or hip or something. You have to wake them up, and it's no, it's not easy, not always. Um, but I, oh, I just can't tell you that you know it's like I've been, it's like I've been given the key to the book. You know, uh, I've I've been given the. Um, it's like I was I've. Just, you know, learn to read in say about a month. I've learned uh, a new language, a new way of being. How did you meet this woman? Who is she? Um, Tell me more. She's given, she's given me the okay to you know she's okay with me talking about about it about her. Um, but 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 I have to respect you know her her limits, her her truth, her boundaries. Um, her name is uh, Bliss McKinley. Okay, she is uh, African American. Uh, we met in New York. Actually, I was over there on a thing. It's a family thing, and we kind of we kind of met, and we. Um, but we, you know, there was something we hit it off. We just got talking. It wasn't the whole sort of oh god yeah I really fancy I really fancy her. We did start talking and I just oh and we just talked. She talked to me. We um, talked to each other. You know we spent almost the whole of that party together and we like arranged to meet up the next day. Blah blah blah. It's it it's amazing. And she's shown me things, told me things that it's made me literally question everything you know basically our society the, the 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 systems the structures of it are are totally rooted in slavery but you know for bliss 
let me, you know, it's not something in the history books. It's something in 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 her her heritage, in her blood. It it is part of her lived experience and right. her family's her family's lived experience. So she's put you off joining the Rude Boys or whatever they were called. The Rude Boys, the Prab. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they. I mean, basic. Oh God, yeah. But like I say, for Bliss, it is part of her life. It's part of her her lived experience. Yeah. You know, her ancestors. You know, not not that many generations ago, um, her family were slave owners. They were, slave. They, you know, they were slave owners. Yeah, but you said yeah, American. That's a, so. Yeah, she was born and she was born in in africa in south africa um her 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 father was was um i mean he's no longer with us but he was yeah um josiah mckinley he was uh you know the mckinley family the mckinley plantation they, they he came over and married a a south african woman in the in the 60s um because you know the south was just getting too liberal for him then so um you know so she's grown up with that bliss has grown up with this legacy and then she went you know they, they went back to to america to to the plantation well it's not the plantation anymore but you know so she's researched into this and it's really opened her eyes to it and so now she lives in new york and um you know and, she, and she's got lots of friends of color and they, uh, we know what, you know, she feels, you know, she's got where she is, or, you know, literally on the backs of generations of slaves. Yeah. So, um, you know, she, she has these parties where she only invite black people. And uh, the caterers, all the caterers she gets are all white. And, and she gets the, the caterers to wear these um, symbolic kind of, uh, they're like bracelets, but they're, they're, they're really like handcuffs and they have chains on them. And, uh, you know, she just invites her, her friends of colour right. to, to, these, to these parties. And, um, and it's great. They come, they eat the food, they, they drink the wine, uh, and they don't mind. They don't, it's not problematic to them at all because she asks and we ask you know and they say no it's it's fine they're really happy about it well who are the white no. they're in chains no 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 the black the, the, the friends of color the friends of color you know they you know they they they, they really love it they're happy they, they laugh what about them? They they're in chains well she pays them she pays them over the going rate <laughs> and, fr and frankly, I mean, like she says, you know, the, these aren't real handcuffs. These aren't real chains. But, you know, but my my family, my people actually put real people of colour in real chains and whipped them with real whips. And, you know, it, it's in the system. It's in the structures. And so it, it's part of her learning process, my learning process. One thing we're we're thinking of doing is we're 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 going to do this remake of the um, of of Gone with the Wind, 
And what we're going to do is going to be kind of a workshop, kind of a themed party. Which, so, sorry, I think so. I think Will's oh. calling me. I think my taxi might be early or something. Anyway, great to see you. Catch you later. Yeah, see you, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, sorry, I thought I'd I, I thought I'd better intervene then. I, I don't know what he was he was gonna say. I don't I, he hasn't told me about the idea for the um the I don't know what it the themed gone with the wind yes. party, but you see what I mean? He's uh he's he's certainly changed. He's changed. I'm still or has he? I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, to be honest. Well, this bliss, I mean he was talking to me for ages about this. Bliss McKinley. Right. I thought she was black from the yes. way he was talking, but then no, it's um there we are. So Bliss is, is white, he could, right? Sorry. Bliss is white. Bliss is white, yes. Yes. And it's an old southern plantation owning family who didn't do too badly even in the Civil War. Um but uh, there we are. Well, well it's, it's his way of, um, well, anyway, I don't know. It's a bit of an improvement, I suppose. Hmm. But do you think he's going about it the wrong way? Or he's going about it the wrong way, isn't he? Hmm. I just wonder if he's going to do a, if he's going to try and organise a protest an anti-racist protest that's so hideously misconceived and tone deaf that it's mistaken for a pro-racist yeah. uh, protest, leads to a riot and, and he gets lynched. Um, well, hope springs eternal. Possibly broadcast Ian's um, stuff, isn't it? Well, we can't possibly broadcast. Whether I can possibly broadcast Ian's uh, material there. But I'll give it a go. Oh, I think so. Mm. I think. Mm. And look, if the, what's, what's the worst that can happen? It starts a, a Twitter storm and a media pylon, and we get publicly accused of being racist. I think we'd ride it out. 